Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven podcast. Uh, before we get started, just some quick uh, shout outs to our fans. We have at Samantha Adelina from Twitter who tweeted at us about Kevin, which was really exciting because uh, I didn't want everybody to feel isolated about my Kevin hate, which is only just going to continue. But she seems to agree with uh, not liking how he was treating Ruthie specifically. She says that she, he doesn't really have a relationship with Ruthie, not like her brother does or her parents do or even Robbie does. Um, then we'd like to give a quick shout out to... Matt, who has commented on our Facebook, we asked in one of our last episodes what, um, or how... How the Stoltz brothers came to both be starring on the show. So, Ben had, um, uh, I'm sorry, that's Jeff, right? Yeah. Yeah, Jeff Stoltz was already picked to play Ben, and then he, uh, Kevin Stoltz, Kevin, nope, <laughs> mixing nope. up their things, George, George Stoltz, uh, auditioned to be one of the seniors that tried to get Simon a drink in that episode where Simon drinks, um, but instead, the uh, creators and the power, the powers that be decided that he'd be better as playing Ben's older brother, Kevin, which worked out, because they're brothers in real life. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, George Stoltz, uh... We, he follow, he's actually, I think he's following, no, he's following us on Instagram and he's definitely uh, commenting on our pictures and seems to be liking them so much that he's posting some of them on his own Instagram. Uh, speaking of which, we have over 200 followers now. Yeah, yes. And yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. And additionally, um, we have over 17,000 downloads um, through our like combined Spotify, Apple, iTunes. So, um, Thank you all for listening. Yes. It means, I mean, if, if nobody was listening, it would be sad that we were just here doing this, talking about 7th Heaven every week. Um, but you guys are listening. You guys are following us on a bunch of our social media, and we'll get to that at the end of this episode. Let's start with the actual the show. The open, yeah. So on this episode of Camden Cast, we will be discussing Season 7, Episode 7 of 7th Heaven, <laughs> um, the oh, title wow. of which is... Gabrielle, come blow your horn. And in Germany, the title of this episode is Jesus Loves You. Our IMDb user review is The Colonel Sends a Nutty Old Lady to Help the Camdens. Succinct, Um, but also perfect. Accurate, yeah. (laughs) Covers the main storyline. So I guess we'll get into the cold open, um, which starts with... Well, first we should get what my first impression is. Yeah, we should. Okay, so... (laughs) I felt that I really liked Gabrielle in this episode, a lo- like a lot. Erin and I really, really liked her. Um, and but otherwise, I thought this was kind of like very drab. The way that it ended, it didn't like. It wasn't like it just feel. It felt like they just stopped filming and that was it. And um, a lot of like the things. Again, I feel like there's a lot of wasted potential. We're going to talk about the Rev and Annie storyline in this episode, but there's, like, a specific scene where the Rev blows up at Annie, and Annie has, like, a very visceral reaction to it, and I felt like it could go somewhere, but by the end of the episode, it didn't go anywhere. So I don't know if they're going to continue this in the next episode. They introduced a new character, but I thought the introduction was a bit, like, bland. Um, also, they did the thing where they, like, listed the names of the... They, they put them in the, um, what do you call it, the, oh, the title, yeah, the, the opening, opening credits. credits. Yeah, so it gave it away, which I thought, I don't know, I don't I don't like that. I feel like there needs to be more excitement in my television watching. 
Yeah. You know, like, you don't give away your... Because you know, like, they could have just introduced him and you might not know that he'd be a recurring character. But right. Because they put him right up front, you know, that, like, yeah. Yeah, that he's gonna, he's there. Uh, oh, I don't know. I feel like they're kind of... They're kind of, like, flimsy with their opening credits. Like, take people out, out like, at, at will, pe- put people in at will. It's like, you should be... Your opening credits should be very, like, almost pretty... Like, pretty stagnant, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Okay. Um, so now we will get yeah. into the cold open, which begins with the Rev in bed watching TV, um, and Annie brings the twins into the bedroom, and um, she says, like, that they have a surprise for him. Um, we get the idea that Rev, the Rev is having a little bit of cabin fever. He, um, Annie hasn't been letting him do anything, had not been letting him work, so he's just been, like, laying around watching TV all day. So she brings in the twins to cheer him up, and they begin singing the song, Jesus Loves You, um, and then they just keep doing it, like, on loop, and the Rev is unhappy, and he says that Daddy is angry with Jesus right now, and that's the entire cold open. And it's very creepy, the way that the twins sing Jesus Loves You. Uh, that device of the twins singing Jesus Loves You is brought up multiple times throughout the episode, so we're not going to mention it again, because that's it. Yeah, um, like, they just keep popping up places where you hear them in the background singing. It's very, very creepy, uh, a la that one episode. Where Ruthie was singing... What was it that she was singing? Twinkle, Twinkle, Little yes. Star. <laughs> <laughs> and the piano was like oh yeah it was just like it was the episode off where key and <laughs> decided to learn to play the piano or something right yeah <laughs> all right so we'll start with simon and cecilia i'm so tempted to call her cece but i'm not gonna do that all right uh, so um I don't exa- So this starts with Simon and Cecilia at the promenade. I guess Simon is finally off restriction for his escort service. Um, and Cecilia is talking about her new French boyfriend. Um, so anyway, this French boyfriend is on the way to the promenade to meet them. And Cecilia is giving a little bit of, like, I don't know. She's telling Simon about him. And then Simon's like, did you tell him about me? And she's like, yeah, I said that you're, like, smart and cool and funny or something, like, they were, like... Cute, cute and kind. Yeah. yeah, it was, like, three compliments. Simon was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, um, right, remember, Simon's kind of in this weird, like... Oh, God, I hate using this phrase, friend zone, but... Um, <laughs> He likes Cecilia a lot. Uh, Cecilia doesn't seem to like him back. And this is when we're introduced to Mark, the French boyfriend. Uh, I did not get the actor's name, but the actor is not French. He merely... Studied in France for a year. (laughs) And thus is qualified to play a French character. Um, And has this, has, you know, your typical French accent. Uh, He's also wearing black, like all black, which I feel like is also like a... A stereotype? Like, why don't they just put a beret on him? Yeah, exactly. Or like a striped black and white (laughs) shirt. Um, He's not a mime. (laughs) And they, um... uh, Cecilia and him make out for a bit. Simon's, like, put off by it. Um, Later on in the episode... Mark gets introduced to Lucy and Ruthie, uh, and they also, like, walk by Roxy and... Roxy? <laughs> I forgot we were calling her that. Oh, well, yeah, we are. Ro- well, I mean, soon we'll be calling Cecilia Cece. Uh, Roxy and Kevin, um, and really, it's just, you know, like, Simon is hung up uh, about 
the girl Cecilia, that he likes. Cecilia, yeah. There's this, like, what I think is supposed to be, like, a cute scene where he's talking to the twins about his dilemma, and he talks himself into thinking that she's dating Mark to make him jealous. Because he sort of did the same thing in the beginning when he was paid to go out with her and to make her boyfriend jealous. Uh, and this kind of ends with... It doesn't really... I mean, I don't think, like, anything... It doesn't really, really end, yeah. But they have a conversation... Like, Cecilia has a conversation... Has come over to the Cam... Cam Casa? Is that what we're calling Cam Casa, Cam yeah. Cam Casa. And uh, she is like, uh, you didn't tell me what you thought about Mark. And I guess, like, begrudgingly, Simon's like, yeah, he seems nice enough. She's like, yeah, I think I really like him. So now all we need to do is find you someone, and then we can all double date. And that's... That's where we're at yeah. with that storyline. So Simon's still stuck where he is. He's still trying to, like, play the good friend Get part. out of the friend zone. Yeah. Ugh, I hate that phrase. <sighs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't really feel... I don't know. I don't feel anything for Simon. I don't really feel anything for Cecilia either yet. So I guess we'll see what happens. I don't know. I guess I'm a little bummed for Simon. A little bit. I mean, but like sucks, he, yeah. But, like, Cecilia came over in the last episode and was, like... Be- or whatever, a few episodes yeah. ago, and was, like, begging him to like ask her out and he was like oh i don't want to go out with her because i like her too much which is just like stupid so i guess we'll see what happens i'm sure at some point they might get together because this is seventh heaven unless like we get a curveball and they never get together but don't worry they get together (laughs) um spoiler alert (laughs) so we'll move on to the adults here uh where to begin so I guess we could first start out with Lou and Chandler. Uh, we see Chandler for the first time. I don't think we get his... Do we get his name in that first scene? No. Uh, and Lou's kind of... What we think is happening is that Lou's showing Chandler around town. We, as an audience, at least I don't, know who this man is. Um, but he, like... Lou points out Lucy, Simon, and Ruthie. Yeah. On the promenade. And basically just says, They're in the spotlight and they've turned a little crazy yeah which is i guess true um besides that uh oh and then like lou learns about the rest of the family like matt is wherever matt is mary's wherever mary is and that everybody loves annie i don't know did you think it was some weird how lou said that <laughs> no oh, I, I just I think, thought it was weird i think chandler was like alluding to the fact that like oh this family's out of control and then he's like oh annie keeps them all in line um meanwhile back in the camden house uh, there's still some tension, like, I think, and this has been rising since the Rev surgery, uh, where Annie is m- making him, like, slow it down and take it easy per doctor's orders, uh, where, um, uh, the Rev's kind of, like, go, 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 blah, blah, going stir-crazy, uh, like I am, apparently, and, uh, they're kind of, you know, I don't know, they're not yelling at each other, but there's kind of a back and forth here. And uh, there's this scene with a laptop, which I don't really understand why it was there, but... Yeah, it's just like, Annie says that the the lap, like, Lou dropped the laptop off at the um, Camden house the day after the Rev's surgery, and she's been hiding it from him because she didn't want him doing work. Um, Yeah. And he's, like, he gets really upset with her because he's, like, I should be, I could have been, like, writing for, like, a whole week. And I've been, like, waiting here, not wanting to get you, like, not wanting to get, make you get the laptop from the church. And then now Annie's mad, though, because Annie's, like, yeah, because I have so much work to do. Don't you see all the work that I do? And I don't know. I don't actually know what they're fighting about. Do they know what they're fighting about? I don't believe so. Um, 
then the doorbell rings, and lo and behold, we are introduced to the... Gabrielle. Who is, like, the character in the title. Uh, Gabrielle is played by Phyllis Diller, who has actually already been in a Seventh Heaven episode as uh, Mabel in the episode Nobody Knows. That's the episode where Ruthie calls a psychic. And she played the psychic. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Gabrielle, as we said earlier, quickly becomes our favorite character. Um, She has apparently been sent by the colonel to help out, but it's not quite clear if she's there to help the Rev or there to help Annie. And everybody immediately assumes that she's there to help Annie, which upsets Annie immensely. Uh, One of the first major scenes we have with Gabrielle um, is in the backyard. Yes. she runs into Lucy and Ruthie and then subsequently Simon. So when Ruthie and Lucy first see her, she is smoking a cigarette out um, on the back porch. Ruthie says something about, like, stop smoking those cancer sticks. And she's like, no. (laughs) And then she's like, what if you fall asleep smoking one in bed and you set the bed on fire? And (laughs) Gabrielle says something to the effect of, Hopefully, I'll be cremated before they find my body so that they can just stick me in a peanut butter jar and throw me out to sea. Anyway, this is essentially what we fell in love with. <laughs> <laughs> we fell in love with her. Um, for anyone who's not familiar with Phyllis Diller, she voiced uh, the queen in A Bug's Life. Uh, also, she did the voice, voices for Jimmy Neutron, um, and she was in Blossom and The Love Boat, and amongst many other things. Yeah. Uh, like... We have a scene where the Rev and Annie are trying to figure out why the hell Gabrielle is here. And it all kind of comes down to, I think the Rev ended up telling the Colonel that Annie's kind of busy with all this housework and taking care of the Rev and taking care of the family. And they all assume that the Colonel sent Gabrielle to help Annie. Uh, And Annie's like, you need to tell her to leave. But when... (laughs) Like, when the Rev finally goes outside and is like, okay, I'll tell her to leave, uh, she's sleeping. And then she farts in her sleep. (laughs) 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 I mean, it's just something you don't expect from 7th Heaven. Uh, And this is when Lou and Chandler uh, come in. And before Lou has, like, any opportunity to really introduce Chandler to the Rev, uh, Lou's like, who is this woman who is sleeping and farting? In your backyard. And the Rev says, oh, like, the Colonel sent her without even asking our, like, permission or, like, thinking that he we needed his help or blah, blah, blah. And then Lou's like, aha, ha, 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 I did the same thing. <laughs> and he's like, welcome. Wait, he's like, meet Chandler Hampton, which is, of course, the last name Hampton is homage to Seventh Heaven creator and writer and... So- I don't think she's ever directed an episode. Maybe she has. Uh, Brenda Hampton. So we he we learn that Lou has hired um, Chandler to be the associate pastor um, at the Glen Oak Church while the Rev is recovering. So he's going to step in where needed and help the Rev out. The Rev is livid uh, at this. We have like a brief scene here where Ruthie and Chandler meet. Um, Again, if you guys don't know, he's played by Jeremy London, who is most well-known for his role in Party of Five. And he's done, like, a bunch of other things, but most well-known for Party of Five. He also has a brother, a twin, Jason London. Um, Who later appears on Seventh Heaven. So, 
a meeting with Ruthie. Ruthie finds out about all this, uh, and she kind of like, as the gossip mongrel she is, uh, spread- mongrel. <laughs> I'm assuming that's the right word. Mon- monger. Monger. Could it not be mongrel also though? I mean, I don't know. We're gonna look it up. Let's look I'm, it up. <laughs> I'm looking it up. <laughs> Well, go on. <laughs> okay, so um, she spreads the news to everyone. Uh, I mean, it could be. If you want to offend someone, you know, a person of mixed descent. Oh, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I meant monger. My, my bad. Um, gossip monger. Yes. But, but, yeah, when you type in gossip monger to Google, the first thing that comes up is it tries to autocorrect it to monger. Okay, okay. So, um, mean, like, meanwhile, we have the Rev, Annie, and Lou having a meeting in the basement. Uh, fun fact, this is only the second time we're seeing the Camden basement. I think the first time was, like, way back, seasons ago. Yeah, when Matt was trying to go to college or and something. He was trying to move out, right? Oh, yeah, and he had to, he was, he wanted to sell some of his belongings. Um, in the basement, it's quite dr- the drama, where Eric keeps on telling Lou to shut up, and Annie is kind of stressed out because she sees how stressed out the Rev is. And then Annie... Then he tells Annie to shut up. Then Annie slaps Lou. Yeah, and Rev walks out. And then they hold each other. For a very long time. One would say too long. Yeah. Uh, He Lou's comforting Annie. Annie's like sobbing into Lou's shirt. Uh, But it's like a very heated moment. I don't feel like we've had this kind of... I guess we've had fights between Annie and the Rev, but I feel like this kind of fight where it's very definitive, where the Rev is like, shut up, Annie! And it's all like... There's no music either. It's, like, very silent. There's no, like... I don't know. It had an impact, I felt like. I felt like I could go somewhere. It didn't really end up going anywhere. Um, meanwhile, Gabrielle, who's woken up from her farty nap, has, um, is in the kitchen making dinner uh, because all this drama's going on everywhere else. Uh, she is making pasta sauce, specifically, and decides to add... Like, a ton of wine. Yeah. Um, and actually, it looks kind of gross. She's adding a whole bunch of crap to it. Yeah, bay leaves. I think we, like, decided that that was cheese, red peppers. Yeah. Um, and, like, all these other things. And the Rev, like, comes down, and she's like, taste it. And he's like, no. And then she's like, taste it! And he's like, okay. This is the best pasta sauce I've ever had. And he's like, so she, like, feeds it to him, and then she gives him a bottle of wine, uh, well, I guess she gives him a glass of wine, but yeah. it's from another bottle of wine. Um, and he's smoking a cigar, and he's just having the time of his life. I don't know. I think it's kind of strange for him to go from being, like, a healthy eater from the Camdens not really drinking. Because he specifically says, like, oh, you're not going to find any wine in this house. To, um... Drinking a whole glass. And smoking a cigar. And we end this with him and a guitar telling Annie that he's, like, okay with Chandler, I guess. Yeah. And then he brings the twins in, and they do their Jesus Loves You routine. And that's, like, that's how the episode ends. Where Annie's just like, uh, well, this isn't good. I don't know what's gonna happen next. Where's Gabrielle gonna go? I hope she stays forever. But, oh, we do find out that Gabrielle was not sent to help Annie, but was sent to help, uh, was sent to help the Rev. That Gabrielle is an old friend of the Colonel and Ruth's. This is, like, an appearance by Ruth on the phone. We haven't seen her in a while. Yeah. 
and uh, that, like, apparently Ruth thought that Gabrielle was dead, but she isn't, so um, we don't exactly know what her, like, her purpose is, mostly that in 24 hours the Rev will be all better. And he was. Just like that. <laughs> Just like that. Just with all that pasta sauce and <laughs> that liquor and cigars. I mean, I feel like that's a good... Combo? <laughs> Well, yeah, a way to fix a person. Oh. <laughs> like, feed them wine, a cigar, and some good pasta. I feel like I should have that for dinner tonight. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that is it for the adults. I'm gonna say... Finally, we're gonna get to Roxanne, Robbie, Kevin, and Lucy. Yeah. Um, so, we first kind of see Lucy at the promenade with Ruthie because Ruthie is looking for a gift for her boyfriend, Jake, Jake, cause his birthday is coming up. Um, so then they spot at the, in front of the Glen Oak jewelry store. Um, new set, new set alert, new set alert. Yes. The Glen Oak jewelry store. Um, they see Kevin and rock Roxy there, mm-hmm. Um, looking in the window. So Lucy, of course, is immediately like, oh, they're shopping for a wedding ring or an engagement ring for me. Um, we have to go over there and spy. spy. Little do they know that uh, Kevin already knows that Lucy is spying on him. So they're playing this little game. I feel like this is supposed to be like foreplay for them, but eh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because he, he they just start... Kevin just starts playing a game. He's like, oh, Roxanne, what ring would you want? And then so it looks like Roxanne is pointing in the window. So Lucy's freaking out because she's like, oh, he's letting Roxy pick out my ring. Um, How could he do that? He's like, I'm the woman he loves and she's the woman he works with. Yeah. uh, So Roxy specifically says that she does not like diamonds, that she thinks that's too common and that she likes pearls, uh, which is blasphemous to for Lucy's ears. Uh, then Kevin is like, let's continue torturing my girlfriend, fiance, to be whatever the hell she is. And they go inside the store, and then she ha- he has Roxy try on the pearl ring that she likes. And Lucy and Ruthie are hiding, I don't know how to explain this, but like, below the window for the store? That's what, yeah. I guess that's what it is, right? Um, obviously they've been spotted, and Kevin knows what's happening. So he's purposefully torturing her at this point, antagonizing her. And she's obviously playing into it because she has a pea brain. And um, this is when we have, like, Simon coming in. And he they're all, I don't know, they're all, like, on their knees and having a conversation. And they're all crab walking out. Like, I don't, th- nothing of substance happens when they're down below, right? <laughs> like No. Um, but... Apparently, Lucy is livid about the fact that he may be looking to Roxy to get, like, advice about the ring. Uh, Which, I guess that's fair. Um, But, you know, Lucy takes everything way beyond and way out of proportion. Um, So, back at home, she's like, I'm going to, like, figure out what ring I want myself and, like, give it to Kevin myself instead of having Roxy decide what I want. Um, this is when Kevin and Roxy continue their little game. I don't exactly know what game it is they're playing, but it's a game. Um, where Kevin invites Lucy to come to dinner with Roxy and him. And Lucy's like, no, I'm busy. And then he's like, okay, give the phone to Robbie, because Roxy wants to invite Robbie. And now we're back at Lucy being upset that Robbie and Roxy are into each other. Um... 
Yeah, I don't know, but not for long because Roxy is thirsty. She's very thirsty. <laughs> uh, Robbie and Roxy like decide to go out to di- like they decide to go to dinner that day. Um, or like have dinner at home together or something, and Lucy's not very happy about it. Uh, she's like, "Why does why do you need to?" She t- confronts Robbie. She's like, "Why do you need to be interested in someone that annoys me so much?" Uh, and Rox- uh, Robbie's like, "Why does she annoy you?" And Lucy's answer is, well, she's the one picking out my ring. And Robbie's like, well, maybe you should be mad at Kevin and not her. Yeah. Um, I don't, like, I don't think anything happens in between this, does it? Uh, uh, I guess we have Ruthie and the cake. I guess, yeah. So Ruthie, like, can't really afford a gift. So she um, is like, Annie suggests that she makes something. So she's like, what can I make? And he suggests, why don't you call his mother and see if they need a cake for his birthday party and you can offer to bring the cake and decorate it with something he likes. For some reason, Ruthie really, really, really doesn't want to make a cake, so she's trying to get Annie to make the cake. Annie's too busy. Then she wants Gabrielle to make the cake. At first, Gabrielle refuses. Then, at the end of the night, after everyone has finished their pasta, um, Ruthie offers to load the dishwasher for Gabrielle. And in exchange, Gabrielle is willing to bake the cake. Um, also, just side note, Gabrielle's arm is broken, so she only uses one of her arms. This is never, like, there's no reason for it. I don't know. I guess Phyllis Diller just messed up her arm beforehand. Or it was an, it was an acting choice. (laughs) Method acting. I don't know. Gabrielle has a broken arm. Um, when Kevin and Roxy come by, uh, Roxy immediately goes and hugs Robbie. This is when they're all Robbie- Simon and Ruthie are being introduced to Chandler, um, specifically, and she sets her eyes on Chandler, and basically, oh, hey. (laughs) Just like she did with Ben. Yeah, and she's like, I think I'm gonna start going to church. And Robbie's obviously, like, uh, Robbie's ju- like, why are we even going to go on this date yeah, now? No, it's justifiably like, what the hell? Like, why Why can't I get a girl to fall in love with me? And Roxy's like, I don't like the ch- the minister when she's like, clearly very much does. Um, and the, I guess we'll end it now with, like, and that's where they end it with, apparently Roxy's coming to church on Sunday to see minister or associate pastor Hampton speak. Uh, and Robbie's kind of fed up. And we'll end it here with... Lucy and Kevin. I don't understand the relationship at all. Kevin comes home, um, and Kevin's like, tries to do this thing where he's like, oh, what did you do today? What were you doing? And then he's like, I can't keep this up. Like, I know you were spying on me, and I know what you're thinking. But then Lucy gets upset, and Lucy's like, well, you were spying on me, and you don't know what I'm thinking. And Kevin says, oh, um, no, you were thinking that Roxy was going to help me buy the ring, but you know I wouldn't do that. You know me well enough to know that I, would make, like, I wouldn't have another woman choose, choose your ring. And she's like, Ugh, I'll see you at dinner. And, like, I don't know. I was, I was telling Aaron this. I think the thing that I hate the most about Lucy's character, not that, like, she is clearly flawed, because flawed people are also cool. Uh, we're all flawed. Um, but that when she gets, like, called out for her wrongness, she just doubles down. And, like, gets even more mad for being called out on being wrong. You know, because, like, she was spying, but she's like, no, I wasn't spying, you were spying. So, I don't, I don't know, I don't get I don't it. know. And what seems like they're fighting ends up they're not fighting, because then they're eating dinner in the love den together. And 
like, Kevin's like, what kind of ring do you want? And she's very much like, oh, you decide. It's your decision. And then he's like, uh, you drop this in the garage. And it's, like, a picture of the ring she wants. And and she's like, oh, I don't really want that. And then she's like, wait, can you afford it? And then she gets upset because everybody's met Chandler and she hasn't. And that she's stuck in a black hole. Right. And kind of harping back to um, in earlier seasons when she was like, I'm the last to know everything. She does that again. Oh, wait. I have to say one more thing. We forgot about a very important conversation between Ruthie, Simon, and Gabrielle. Um, where Simon talks about, like, needs help with Cecilia and Mark the Frenchman. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and, and Gabrielle goes, you like Frenchmen? To Simon specifically. And we died because the way that, like, Gabrielle made the face, it was very like, ooh, I'm intrigued. <laughs> but obviously Seventh Heaven will never go the gay route. They won't ever explicitly make anyone gay. But we can read into all of the gay things that happen. Yes, we we love the subtext, the homoerotic subtext. <laughs> uh, anyway, then, like, she talks about how she has very fond memories of Frenchmen, specifically their talent with tongues. <laughs> and that's it! <laughs> Bye! <laughs> that's how we're gonna end it. What will you rate this episode? Oh, this was a good old romp. I'm gonna give this, like, a 4.5 oh, out of 7. Oh, damn! Um, I'm gonna give it Three. 3.5 for Phyllis Diller. Yeah. Who killed it. Um, and we're not the only ones that have kind of mixed feelings about this season and this episode specifically. Uh, we were reading a bunch of reviews and a lot of people were like, Seventh Heaven is missing something and it will never be the same. While other people are like, this was great. <laughs> so we'd love to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Um, and you can do that by... Um, catching up with us on social media on Twitter and Instagram we are at Camdencast Show and we're facebook.com slash Camdencast and you can listen to us every Wednesday and Saturday or just catch up uh, anytime at soundcloud.com slash Camdencast um, and on the Apple iTunes podcast app Stitcher and Pippa is no longer an option we got rid of that oh, there were technical, difficult, technical difficulties got it well um you know that we will always anytime fans interact with us we love talking about it so do it or don't do it we're not your bosses I'm Tanby I'm Erin this is Camden Cast <laughs>